everyone welcome back to the dear teenage girl podcast i'm so happy that you've come back or if you're new welcome um if you have been watching my videos you might notice that the background's a little bit different i've been staying with my family for a little bit so um we're not at home where we can record um in my usual spot but um, I wanted to make sure you guys had a podcast out this week. Um, and I'm actually really, really excited about this one. I probably say that every week. Um, but um, if you don't know and you're new here, what I do is one week I will do like a relatable topic that we all go through, like um, talking about relationships or something like that. And we'll talk about it from a godly perspective. Here's some of my relationship fails, life stories, blah, 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 blah. And then the next week we're doing a study in James. So I just started this not too long ago. Um, so we're in James 1, verse 13 to 18. And um, anyway, like, just like the amount of times I've read James like through and the amount of times like new things pop out to me, I'm like, I was like skimming over what I was gonna be doing this week. And I'm like, okay, this is good, but like, I'm not sure like really what I'm gonna get out of it. But then when I was really like digging deep into the word, I was like, wow, this is the message just speaking to myself. And then I'm praying that hopefully it speaks to you as well. Cause that's just my prayer that whoever needs to hear this message would hear it. And that um, it would not be me at all, but everyone would just see God in this message and what he has to say. So without further ado, let's start praying and then let's get into this week's episode. All right, dear God, just thank you that, um, just thank you that um, I'm able to have this podcast, Lord, but I pray that they would only see you, Lord, they would only hear your message and that they would just be revived from it, Lord, that whoever needs to hear this podcast would hear it and that they would just be encouraged by it. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's get into it. So, James, let, it, let me pull up my Bible. Um, so we're gonna read through it quickly. Um, so, do, 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 James. Okay, so James chapter one, verses 13 to 18. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadow. He chooses to give birth to us through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. So I read that in um, the King James, or not King James, NIV. So, um, Hopefully you're able to read along. Again, I say this every time. If you're driving, don't read along, just listen. But I want you to be able to see that it's not just me making anything up. Um, when I'm reading scripture, that it is actually God praise scripture that's in the Bible. All right, so let's start with verse 13. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So I think that like what a lot of people is, think is like, oh, well, God is perfect, right? So it's like, God can't be tempted, but he doesn't understand what it's like to like 
be in that circumstance where you could get tempted. Like God doesn't understand what it's like when you're in a group of people and there's peer pressure. Like God doesn't understand when like something accidentally like pops up on your phone, but then like you accidentally click it, but then you can't stop clicking it, you know? Like God doesn't understand all those things. Well, actually he does. So in Matthew 4, 1 to 11, we see that um, Jesus went um, to the desert to be alone with God and Satan was there and tried to tempt Jesus. So let's read that. So if you have a Bible, go to Matthew 4, verses 1 to 11. I'm reading in the NIV, but really you can read in whatever translation you like. But it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. So Jesus definitely could do that, right? Like he could say, okay, I'm super hungry because like you're like, oh, Jesus was God. But Jesus in this time was God, but he was also human. So he would get hungry. Like imagine being 40 days and 40 nights without food. Like that's unimaginable for me anyway, because I love food. But um, anyway, back to the scripture. Jesus says, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put your Lord God to the test. Again, the devil took him on a very high mountain and showed him the kingdom of the world and all their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil left him and angels came to attend him. So, as we see in this passage, it shows you that God and Jesus, because they're one, were, were put in a situation where it'd be easy to be tempted. I mean, if you think about it, like, he was also man, and 40 days, 40 nights without bread, like, that's crazy, like, you would want to eat. But then also, if you think about the last one, like, Jesus' purpose to be on earth was... Um, to save the world because he loved us so much. And so he wanted to make a way to save us, right? And he wants us to um, believe in him and he wants us to love him and he wants us to be saved so that we could be with him because when he created us, he loved us so much. Like that's why he came down to earth. But then he also gave us a choice and a lot of people are choosing to worship Satan and a lot of people are choosing to follow Satan. Maybe not like um, subconscious or maybe not consciously but they are subconsciously because they're not following God right and so that would be so tempting for Jesus to be like yes like I want all these people to like worship me and to like love me and follow me because I love these people you know like that'd be so tempting for Jesus but Jesus said no right Jesus was not tempted by this at all and he resisted but the devil by using scripture, which I think is so key and so important. And it's so it's not that Jesus doesn't know what it's like to be in a situation where it's easy to fall into temptation because he was human. But he was able to use scripture 
to put the devil in his place and resist the temptation, resist the devil. So when Jesus is being tempted, he's also showing us and giving us an example of um, how we can also resist the devil by using scripture, right? So that's why it's so important to be reading the Bible. It's so important to be in God's word because then if Satan's trying to tempt us later down the road, we can be like, no, the Bible says this, right? Like, I think that it's so important that Jesus did go through that where um, he the the um, he was under the circumstances where it'd be so easy for him to be tempted, but then we can see how he resisted the devil so that we can know how we can resist the devil, right? But we'll talk about that maybe another week if we talk about temptation. But right now, what we're trying to do is we're trying to study James, but I got a little bit sidetracked. Anyway, when we go through like trials and temptations. So not so much trials as talking about now, but when we go through temptations, then obvious or most of the time it like turns into a habit, right? And when we are Christians and we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will be convicting us. And so it doesn't always feel great when you're going through temptations, you have all these habits because you have the Holy Spirit that keeps on being like, hey, like maybe you shouldn't go through that. And so it's like this, like in, in battle going on inside you like I know I shouldn't be doing this but I am and so it's really easy to blame someone and so we tend to blame God because he's all-powerful and we think oh you could have prevented me from being tempted like you are the creator of the world you could have made it so that I didn't see this sight or I didn't um he start gossiping or any of these things that we might be tempted by like we think oh God could prevent it and he could but um he also knows our future and he allows certain things to happen to us because he knows that in the end it will bring us closer to him or in some way it will give him glory right and he also gave us like a choice you know so the devil prowls around and when he sees us following god he wants to prevent it he doesn't want us following god he doesn't want us worshiping god he doesn't want us praising god so um he will tempt us and so that we'll follow him instead of god and the devil knows us he is going around he knows us so he'll start telling us these half truths to get us to listen to him like i heard this um or no i was reading this from a bible study i was doing it's like 21 day bible study on seeking god first um and it says that like if the devil i'm paraphrasing here but if the devil was like on your shoulder or was like whispering to you and it sounded like a snake or like you could see the devil on your shoulder talking to you like you would not listen to him right because you know better you know that like that's the devil talking but i have the angel on this shoulder and i know that that's what god is telling me to do right but that's not what the devil does because the devil's not an idiot and no it's like if I do this, they're not going to listen. And he wants us to listen. He wants us to fall into temptation. He wants us to not be obeying God, not be listening to God. So then what he does is he uses our own voice, right? And maybe it might start off sounding okay, right? But then it will turn into like half-truths, which will turn into lies, which keep growing. And then it turns into, okay, like maybe I will listen to him this time. And then you fall into temptation, which becomes a habit and yada, yada, yada. Right. So it's not that he's like hissing in your ear, like off of like Robin Hood, you know, like he is using your own voice against you. And so it's so easy to fall into temptation. Yes, because we are in a world of sin. 
Um, but God slash Jesus never fell into temptation. So because we live in a fallen world where there is sin, God has allowed the devil to tempt us. And But he also gives us this example, as I was talking about earlier, to resist the devil, to resist temptation. So and he says that like if you seek him and you seek him with his, your whole heart he will also help you out of that temptation and he will forgive you for going into that temptation right and he can break the temptation like that but obviously um temptation is a habit and sometimes he's not going to break it like that but um maybe it'll be over time but ultimately if you say, God, I need to help with this, like I cannot do it on my own because we can't do it on our own. Our sin nature is to fall into temptation, is to do that. Then if we say, God, like I need you, God will help us, God will forgive us. Like he wants to bring us back to the, him. He's waiting there with open arms saying like, come back to me, you know? So when we fall into temptation as well, it's also a choice and it's hard. I'm, I'm not belittling it at all. Like I've fallen into temptation. It's hard. And then once you in it, it becomes a habit and the habit is hard to break. So I'm not belittling it at all. But we also need to think it this way. It is a choice, right? So when Adam and Eve sinned, that was a choice to eat the apple. Like God gave them the choice to live with him and have a perfect life, you know, but they fell into sin and because of that, we live in a sin-fallen world where there is sin, where the devil prowls around and he tries to pull us into temptation, right? But ultimately, the temptation is a choice. It's not like God is giving us this temptation. It's not like God is like, I want you to be tempted today. Like, no, that's not it. He doesn't want us to be tempted. But because we chose sin, then temptation comes along hand in hand with that. So we should not blame God bringing it back in we should not blame god for a choice that we made that turned out bad instead we should actually be praising god for being so merciful and praising god for making a way that we are forgiven that we're washed as clean as snow and that he will help us to overcome these temptations that we have that have turned into bad habits in our life so when you are going through something that's really hard it's really easy to blame god when you're falling into temptation but sometimes what we forget is that God is still with us when we're going through these things so we should be turning to him we should be like God please help me get out of this and we should be praising him that he made a way that we can be saved that we can get out of this temptation that has a tight grip on us right um so that's kind of what I got out of verse 13 that's that's the verse that like impacted me most, but also verse 14, I really like. It says, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away from their evil desire and enticed. The world has so much to offer and, and the world makes everything look so desirable um, because we live in a sinful world. Like the majority of the world don't believe in God, the majority of the world don't like have the same morals as us where it's like when I'm doing them this, am I giving honor to God? Am I praising God by this? Like they don't have that thought because they don't have the Holy Spirit like prompting them or convicting them, right? So it's like the world looks 
at our world and they think fame, they think success, they think all of these different things, right? And then they make it look so desirable to us because A, Satan wants it to look that way so that we will follow him and we will like turn away from God. Um, but then the world makes it look so desirable because we also want to fit in with the world and we want people to like us, right? So we want to um, do what they do, right? But like all these things that they make look so desirable have nothing to do with God. With media and living in the world, it's so easy to get caught up in what the world has to offer. One, because of our simple nature, as I said before. And two, because it's prioritized in so many ways, right? We may be living for God, but Satan knows our weaknesses and knows how to entice us, right? Um, so if might not always happen quickly, but when we are tempted, it means that we are dragged away from God with our evil desires, right? So that evil desire is a choice. And so when we are tempted, the moment of weakness we might choose Satan and what he has to offer instead of God. And sometimes it's not necessarily, like I said, a conscious choice, like I'm going to choose to follow Satan. But like over time, Satan has lied to you so many times and you start believing it because it's your own voice in your head, right? And then you're like, oh, like maybe this is better. Maybe this is what the, like, maybe it is better to like do this because I'll be more popular. I'll be more famous. I'll be more rich, you know? And then we have fallen into temptation, which then is a dangerous slope, which we learn in verse 15. It says, then after our desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Right. So once we have that initial desire, it is so easy for that desire to grow kind of like a weed. Um, and that desire turns to an action, which is the sin. And then. As we know, sin is death because sin is separation from God because God cannot be with sin, right? So it's so easy to have a desire um, because, again, we live in a world of sin and, and the desires are there. Um, but then once you have that desire, it is so much easier for us to fall into sin and then it's easy for that sin to turn into a habit making us draw further and further from god because like it's like when you're going to the bargaining you like go down once and then you go down again and then the more times you go down it the easier it is for you to go down faster and faster you you already have that path made out like the first time you're kind of like inching down trying to get down there because it's like the snow is still puffy the snow's getting in the way the snow's slowing you down but then once you keep going down it's so much easier to keep going down and going down faster and and everything right and that's kind of the way it's like you're making this path which becomes a habit and then that habit is so hard to get out of right it's this loop um but if you are a christian know that you don't have to live in the cycle forever right because god loves you and he wants you and he made a way that you can be saved. He sent his son in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
If you are a Christian, you can never be snatched from God. You will always be a child of God. And even when he seems so far away and sin has clouded our minds, he's always there waiting and encouraging you to return back to him. Like he gave us the Holy Spirit that convicts us and nags us to come back to him. And God is waiting for you with open arms and um, is waiting for you to admit that you have done something wrong and ask God for his help. And God is more than willing to help you get out of this temptation and bring you back to him. You are never too far gone. Like I want to stress that point so much. You are never too far gone. God forgives everyone. And um, he is already victorious over Satan. He has already defeated Satan when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, and he will continue to be victorious. And God can help you resist the devil and let go of whatever the devil has a chokehold over you. Because you might look at what you're going through right now and think there is no way I can get out of this cycle. I am too far gone, but no. God is so much more powerful than the devil. And if the devil can get you in, God can get you out a thousand times more. Infinity times more, right? Like God is so much more powerful. All right. So now let's look up verse 16 and 17. Don't be deceived, my brother and sister. Every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. So what this is saying is that every good thing we receive or that happens to us is not a coincidence or it's not luck. It's actually from God, which is so amazing. But God does allow bad things to happen to us because um, we are in a world of sin. However, he blesses us and gives us everything we need and he'll also give us some things that we want. So like how we shouldn't blame God, um, for the when we're tempted or for the trials that we go through, we also should be mindful, like, and keep in mind that we should also be praising God for everything that He has given to us. So I've been encouraged so many times in the different Bible studies that I've been reading and the different podcasts I've been listening to, especially from Ann Voskamp. I listened to her podcast um, on like the Whoa, That's Good podcast by Sadie Robertson. She was a guest speaker on it and she just said how like she keeps a gratitude journal and then also just make sure that she she's mindful of just praising God and thanking God and being like giving our like gratitude um throughout the day and i just think that's so important like god has done so much for us like a he made us b he died for us so that we could be with him when we made the choice to sin right like we made that choice but god was god still loved us and he like sent his son but then see all the things like even the little things that he does for us every day like that's so amazing there's so much for us to be grateful for right so just giving god gratitude every single day is so important and then this also reminds us that god is a constant he is never changing and he is always there so you can always rely on him right for everything when it says he does not change like the shifting shadows, remember that whatever you're going through, you can always rely on God and God loves you and he wants to help you and he's never changing. Like when we go to people, like no matter how like perfect you think that they are, they're, they also 
go through sins and they're going to change and they might not always be the constant that you want but god is the constant that you want because a he's perfect he will always give you the best advice he will always be there for you and he will never leave you nor forsake you i just love that and then in verse 18 it says he chooses to give us birth through the word of truth that we may be a kind of first fruit that he created so that's niv but i want to read it in nlt it says he chooses to give birth to us by giving us his true word and we out of all creation became his pride possession so just a last positive thought from this study in james god chose to save us and give us his son so that one day we will be with him and we'll be perfect so thank you so much for listening and I hope that you have an amazing week and I'll see you next week where we talk about um, finding your identity. Bye!